morning. It's nice to get applause before I've done anything. That's pretty cool. I guess I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Can I go now? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to have some fun. Second service. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I had a lot, of, a lot of conviction the first time around. I hope I don't lose any of that because I think you want someone to speak with conviction today, don't you? Well, I'm looking forward to the new year. Um... You know, even if I am super grateful for the many, many gifts that I received in 2023, uh, many things, I probably should take time to just stop and reflect on the goodness of God to me in 2023, I'm ready to say goodbye (laughs) to 2023. I'm looking forward to 2024. I realize again that This world, my life, is not as it should be, once again. Uh, You know, I think it's what some call a holy dissatisfaction with the state of the world, uh, the brokenness, all the deceit, wars, cancer, unbelief. Yeah, I mean, unbelief even at times in my own heart. I'm tired of having to wrestle with that ongoing battle, the sin condition, even as I am a saint, made a saint by God in Jesus Christ. So even as I, too, am like the broken world around me this morning, I've got to hold on to the truth that my citizenship is in heaven, and not here, and I'm waiting for a kingdom which will endure forever. So before we go on, let me show you a picture of the family in our context. Before I talk about the kingdom, this is where I would say the kingdom of God is real to me, is is in my setting in Tangier, Morocco, with my wife Esther, my son Jonah, my daughter Maimona. I'm from Guam originally. Uh, raised by a Chamorro stepfather, uh, and then um, my mom would stay here for 40 years, and so this is very much home to me until 1999 when I got called to serve among unreached Muslims, among whom there is not much testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we are enjoying today. Esther is from Switzerland. Maimona is born in Morocco. Jonah moved to Morocco when he was nine months old, celebrated his first birthday there. Those are our cats. We adopted the mother pre- pregnant on the street, and she gave birth to those two kittens. So we're looking forward to getting back, seeing the cats as well as all the other people <laughs> we know and love there. And we, we really do love Moroccans. Like we've been given a love we can hardly even explain for these people, just bursting in my heart. Uh, I just, just love them, and I can't explain it any other way except God put that there. And so, back to leaving one year for another. I am reminded that my desire is actually for something deeper than a new year. So, let's just say, instead of some nebulous hope that things in 2024 are somehow going to be better than they were in 2023, how about believing something different, Tim? That the coming of God's kingdom is what I need most. That God's kingdom is God's antidote, 
God's gracious response to all that is wrong in the world and in our lives. So, I have entitled the sermon today a very handy three-worded title, King James Version, by the way, Thy Kingdom Come. I like thy, right? Thy. I like praying the Lord's Prayer sometimes in the King James. It just sounds really good. But we can use your, we can use your, but thy kingdom come. I have entitled this sermon today, Thy Kingdom Come. And so my goal today is to stimulate a shift in perspective for each of you to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, and I believe He's helping me right now, to enliven your hearts and minds to think, to feel, to pray differently as you head into a new year, that you would desire more deeply His kingdom and ask God with greater confidence that it come on earth as it is in heaven, that you be given new eyes and fresh faith. Last week, Pastor Kevin spoke of hearing, responding, and changing, being nimble, leading up to perhaps hearing in your own life the call to go, maybe to that place like Morocco, where a people, as it says in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1 or 2, sit in darkness waiting for the sunrise of the good news to be announced to them. So on this eve of 2024, I'd like to reinforce Kevin's message in the context of the invitation to approach each day in the new year with the petition, your kingdom come. We have that slide. I like this. Next one's even better than that. Your kingdom come. Three words, but three words loaded with transforming power that changes your very approach to how you do life. So, the sermon title is a prayer. It's a petition. Thy kingdom come, your will be done, right? Now, confession. I entered missions 20 years ago a lot more confident in myself than I am today, which is a good thing, right? I was really self-confident as I burst out of these doors here at Bayview and headed overseas. This self-confidence took a serious blow. My very first year, there I was walking home one day from Arabic class. Of course, you have to learn Arabic, right, to communicate the Gospels. You've got to learn the language, right? In our case, it was French for me, and then Arabic. Walking back from Arabic class, walking home. I didn't have a ride that day. I was walking. Hit me like a ton of bricks. The Lord speaking to me. It was as if, well, I didn't hear His voice, but it was as if He were speaking to me, saying to me, Tim, you want change, but no change will happen unless prayer is given its rightful place. Prayers like this one. I had recognized at that point And I have to keep recognizing that my limits are very real. I have limits in my ability to change my children, my wife, uh, those who work for me, the market in which we work, the workplace. I am unable to change the world around me the way that I would like. So it comes to prayer. It comes to God. I I think this 
pleases you for me to pray this. I think this doesn't please you, therefore I'm going to pray for this. I'm going to pray thy kingdom come. So, I think prayer, if I'm going to leave you with one thing today is let's have some sort of fresh initiative in our lives, in our marriages, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our schools for prayer. So, what is the prayer today? Prayer, lots of prayers, right? But there is one prayer that is the one Jesus taught his disciples. Let's see that one. Matthew 6, 9 to 10. John's disciples have been taught how to pray. Jesus' disciples are like, we need help, Lord. We need to learn how to pray. And he takes them to pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we had... Only one thing we could ask God for 2024. Would it be this? Would it be this? So there's a complementary passage to the Lord's teaching in the same chapter of Matthew in what is perhaps His most important message ever delivered, the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew spends three chapters outlining. Matthew 6, 33. This might be the essence of his sermon. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You can get this, everybody, young or old, men, women, rich, poor, successful in the eyes of the world, unsuccessful in the eyes of the world, Christian or not yet Christian. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else comes to you. We're to pray for it, but we're also to seek it. And if you're looking for purpose heading into 2024, look no further. But maybe you're asking now, Tim, what is this kingdom thing? What's this kingdom of God? You're talking about it. We don't want to assume that we all agree on on what that is or even what that is. So what is the kingdom? I'll define kingdom today as that place or time where everything is subject to the king with his power and his authority, with all the benefits and the responsibilities that come with this. So the kingdom is that place, again, where everything is subject to the king with his power and authority over us, but with all the benefits and responsibilities that come with this. So seeking his kingdom is submitting all my rights, all my desires, all my plans under His gracious rule and authority. And it is gracious. It is filled with grace, but it is nonetheless His rule and His authority with all the benefits that come with this. And as I've experienced over and over again in my walk with Jesus, once I bow my will before Him, in His kingdom, I come to learn that it's actually God who comes to me to serve me, to bless me, to help me in my daily afflictions, in my daily doubts, in my daily need. So again, definition, let's see it up on the, on the screen here. That might be helpful. God's kingdom, wherever God and His power and authority rule reside, simple definition If you just think about God and His rule and His power and authority being the one who, for whom 
before whom you stand daily. I think that's where we are in terms of God's kingdom. If that's the right uh, perspective. And, and some other terms that are used for God's kingdom that we can see are heaven and the new Jerusalem. Let's see that. Sometimes you have, you know, you heaven. I think Pastor Kevin has preached on a series related to heaven, from what I understand. And then we have the new Jerusalem described uh, in the book of Revelation that we will get to later. And that is where God's reign is absolute. Heaven, as I, I said to Andrew once, I said, I think heaven is normative. I think heaven is where things are the way they're supposed to be, Okay. Where we are today, <laughs> things aren't <laughs> the way they should be. Let's face it. And we have to remember that the way things are in this world is because 1 John 5.19 is true. 1 John 5.19, by the way, states very plainly that the whole world is under the power of the evil one. There is a cosmic battle going on between light and darkness, which is ongoing until the coming of the new Jerusalem in its fullness, which is the coming of God's kingdom. So I'm using new Jerusalem and God's kingdom interchangeably. There is an unseen reality where Satan has been given for a season a measure of influence, a measure of power, a measure of authority over this earth. And this really helps us understand how it is that we fight the way we do. We fight with our own hearts the way we do. Of course, there's the sin condition, but we must never forget the origin of the curse that we sing about in Joy of the World. As far as the curse is found, right? The earth is cursed. One of my favorite verses early on is a really kind of a, a strange memory verse to have. When I was memorizing Scripture, I was just devouring the Word of God. Was They named him Noah. Remember Noah? Genesis 5, I think it is. I don't know it word perfect, so I'm sorry if I don't recite it perfectly, but it says they named him Noah, the parents of Noah, because he will help us in the toil of the land that the Lord has cursed. It just struck me. The Lord had cursed the land before the arrival of Noah. Noah was to be the help, but the land was cursed. And we saw that eventually the consequence was the flood. So we're living today in a world that is cursed under the dominion of the evil one, under his power. Now, we know that ultimate power resides with our God in heaven, the great Yahweh, described in Hebrew as the Lord of hosts. And back to the kingdom now. We have the kingdom with us now, already here, and we have the kingdom that is not yet here. Luke 17, Pharisees are told, this is 2,000 years ago, Pharisees are looking for signs, okay? They're looking for, for some action, looking for something that's going to uh, catch the attention and convince them that Jesus is truly the Messiah. Jesus is asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. He answered them, the kingdom of God's not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is or there. You're looking over here. You're not looking at me. 
For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you, is in your very presence right now. The kingdom of God is, is here because I'm in the house. When Jesus is in the house, the kingdom of God is there. And, and I love this. And in fact, in this other verse, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is, is in your ranks. He's in your company right now. The kingdom came with Jesus. And, you know, I think about Jesus, I can't get over the fact that in his final hour, he is washing the disciples' feet. And I can't think, I know he, he raised the dead. I know he gave sight to the blind. But he washes the disciples' feet. If there's one way we see the kingdom of God coming, I'd like to meditate on that. One thing we have in our culture, I'm going to bring you to Morocco now. <laughs> I'm supposed to talk about Morocco, aren't I, a little bit today? In our country, there is no higher honor than to have someone visit you. It's not the visiting, it's not the, the, the guest who is being honored. It is often the host. If you come to my place, I am honored. So we've constructed this business. It's a restaurant, reservation-only restaurant. People come and do these high-end high cooking classes with the whole bread making and the, and the tea ceremony and everything. Moroccan tea is very famous. If you, maybe you've heard of it. And so we do this whole ceremony, kind of like the Japanese tea ceremony. It's this big deal, you know. But my team is hired because they love to come under our guests and serve them with all humility. And I think that it's in the expression of humility. And let's just see a picture of that. This is, our, this is our, the first stage in the experience. It, we call it cooking experiences, okay? They come to the dining room. This is, a, this is really kind of crowded on this particular day. I, I'm sorry I didn't have another picture. It's a little tight. But you have the team, the ladies dressed in blue there. And uh, they're bringing this basin around where people wash their hands with the, the, the teapot there. That's actually warm water, not, not, not hot, but warm, kind of like the Japanese oshibori, if you've ever had one of those before, those wrapped up washcloths that they give you to wipe your hands or wash your face, you know, sometimes on the airplane. And so we wash their hands, they come under, and then we serve them. We just outdo the generosity that normally people would, would do. I mean, we, we really go over the top and... Uh, and it's that serving even people who are ungrateful, even difficult clientele. I don't remember this. I think this was actually a Dutch group. But, you know, sometimes we have guests who are not the easiest to serve. But I think the kingdom comes when we humble ourselves before one another and look out for one another's needs, serve one another, just as our Lord did in washing the disciples' feet. So let's not forget, yes, the kingdom came as he raised Lazarus from the dead. Yes, we see that sign there, when he turned the water into wine. But I think we see the kingdom in these very nuanced, very discreet ways that our Lord served paralytic. When he called out to Zebedee in the tree and said, hey, you're, you're, going, you're going to have me over to your place today, uh, Zacchaeus, right? You're going to have me at your house today for lunch. These are the kinds of things where the Lord comes to us and actually gives us far more than we deserve. One of my favorite verses in all of the Bible is right here. Another demonstration of the fact that the kingdom is here now. 
Fear not, little flock. This is Luke 12, 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do you like that? It's your Father's good pleasure. Fear not. Can we recite that? This is a good... Some of you recite, uh, memorize Scripture, like to recite it. Can we just do that right now in three phrases? I'm going to state the phrase, and you're going to repeat after me. It's the assembly. Can we do that right now? Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Let's try the whole thing now. Well, let's do that one more time. Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Try to do the whole thing with your eyes closed. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. There's a brother in Christ named Justin who alerted me to this. This, this is a friend of mine who lost his dad at a young age in a, an airplane accident. Justin has struggled with uh, mild depression, melancholy, never had the serious depression. This is one of the verses Justin held on to in his dark days. Actually was a victim of uh, spiritual abuse on top of the fact that he had had this, this family tragedy. It was all he could do was to hold on to verses like this one. So if you're looking for confirmation that God is for you that we sang about a few minutes ago, Hold on to verses like this one. Hold on to the Scriptures. I know, Father, that it is your good pleasure to give me the kingdom. Help me not to fear is a kind of prayer we can pray. So we see that the kingdom has already come. but It's not yet here in its fullness, is it? We want more. We want more of the kingdom, don't we? Before then... We get to see the kingdom at work, especially in the church. Let's see, Paul, Paul to the Romans, he has to settle all kinds of difficulties in his letters, right? Paul, he's got this problem over here with this church, he writes, writes this letter. Romans, he had something, he didn't actually know them particularly well, but he'd heard that there were some differences between the two parties, probably in the case of, of Rome, it was the Jewish contingent with the non-Jewish contingent. You know, people were fighting about food. He says, come on, guys. Kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So where do we see the kingdom of God? Is it in the things we eat, things we drink, or is it in those righteousness and peace and joy? Is it in those right relationships where I go to a brother and I confess my sin to him and say, I'm sorry. I really said something that was hurtful. Someone I've stolen from, returning what is theirs, saying, please forgive me. Someone I betrayed, coming with a, a heart that is saddened over my sin, ready to confess that. I think it's those right relationships where we make things right with one another, where we maintain and uphold healthy relationships, regular connections with those we know and love, finding ways to to uh, extend ourselves out, to think of their interests ahead of our own. So we see Christ 
in the community. But what about Christ outside the doors here today? Uh, you know, the kingdom is seen also in our community, our workplace, or school. If there's one of you in your classroom of, who knows if you're the only one there, who knows Christ, the kingdom can be there as well. I do believe that. As you are calling upon God, saying, thy kingdom come, your kingdom come, Lord, in this classroom, in this workplace, in your, uh, in your uh, submarine, wherever you work, on base, off base, off island, on island, the kingdom is there. Let's take a couple look, a couple glimpses, a, a look into uh, Esther. <laughs> it's Esther. It's cold in our city sometimes. This is one of one of the streets you can eat. Uh, so we had a, a birthday party for Fatima on the left there with the flowers, and that's Miriam on the right. These are the two most precious employees, 15 years combined experience and, and uh, service to uh, my business. Uh, and they're both absolutely um, uh, treasured by those who know, love them, and have worked with them. It doesn't take very long with the new employees to come and get trained by Fatima, for example, or to work with the office manager. Miriam is the accountant office manager on the right. People will often say, how is it that you find these people? You know, I just show up, I interview people, and God sends me amazing personnel. And so these are two people we love to bless. So we will go back in a week and we'll bring them gifts. I've already asked Fatima what she wants, and I'm going to bring her, you know, what she's looking for. She would like to have a special set of new knives. So I'm going to get her some new knives. You can't get really good knives in Morocco. So I'm going to bring them back some new knives. Check bags, of course. <laughs> Miriam is such a sweetheart on the right. She will never say what she wants. She just says, bring me something that catches your eye. So I'll do that for her. I love these women terribly. You know, I wish they knew Christ. Would you pray for Fatima and Miriam? They both are sincere Muslims who don't yet know the one who changes lives from the inside out. Miriam's going through a family crisis right now. Would God be pleased to use this family crisis to bring her to faith? I hope so. I love the whole team, but I love these women in particular. Here's another shot of uh, the kingdom coming. That first shot was a birthday party we're celebrating. I'm not sure, I don't know if we're celebrating anything. This is just a staff lunch. We just had a, a, a few of the members of the staff here. We've got Reem there in that one, and the guy with the hat, Said, he's a very valuable employee. They say in Morocco, if you, if you start a business, if you're an entrepreneur and you know, you, you've got a small, small business, you always need to find that guy who, if you said, hey, by five o'clock today, I need a camel, he would be there at five with the camel. And that's Said with the, the fessy hat there in the back, the red hat. He would bring you a camel by five o'clock if you needed a camel. So, we've got that guy. The guy on, the, on his left, uh, next to Maimona there, <laughs> she's making a funny face, is Ralph Smith, who is our West Point um, <laughs> military commander business coach. Uh, yeah, he's a West, product of West Point, and he's been our business coach for about eight years, and he helps us. He absolutely loves North Africa, 
in the Middle East, and he coaches businesses like ours in those settings. The kingdom of God comes on every one of our coaching calls, every WhatsApp message he sends me. The guy is a massive encouragement. He had a dream 10 years ago that God was telling him that he was to coach businesses not in North Carolina where he was living, but to coach businesses overseas. And he went to a conference, a business mission conference, and was shown that his skills as a businessman could be used in the countries which we call creative access countries which do not welcome missionaries like us. So he is using his skills and actually lives today in Tripoli, Libya. where his wife actually also works. So, a photo, I believe when we have these lunches together, even as I just say, let's eat now, we receive this food with God's goodness and kindness to us. This is where the kingdom is as well. We can bring Christ into our communities no matter how far they seem to be from the gospel. So we see, the, God, we see the, the kingdom in the church. We see it outside the church. Now, it's not yet here. And I promised you that I'd talk a little bit about what it would mean for it to be here in its fullness. In the book of Revelation, this is, I think, John's primary desire is to bring people to a greater hopefulness for what is to come. This is one of his chief intentions for writing the book of Revelation. And in chapters 2 and 3, we get a glimpse of God's kingdom in its imminent coming in its fullness. Jesus, in one scene, He's walking among the lampstands. The lampstands symbolize the churches, the seven churches. He's walking among the lampstands, and He comes to the Philadelphia church, and He assures them that their imitating Him will have its reward. They're imitating His patient endurance. They're conquering. They're overcoming the opposition and rejection coming from the civil authorities and from society in general, that they're overcoming, they're conquering, he says, will be met with the reward of being in his consummated kingdom of God. Consummated means his fulfilled, his completed kingdom of God. Let's look at that verse. This is from chapter 3, Revelation, verses 11 and 12. I'm coming soon. Hold fast what you have, Philadelphia, so that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God in the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem coming down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. As I had been reading Revelation in my a personal a quiet time with the help of a commentary, uh, it was shown me that it was as if God were saying to the faithful, you are my property. You are mine. I will stamp you. I will write on you my name in the name of the new place. You are, by the way, citizens of heaven now. You're citizens of the new Jerusalem now. You're citizens of my kingdom now. Hold on to this, right? Because he says, hold fast, which means hold tightly to what you have so that no one may seize it from you. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cry for perseverance. It's a, it's a cry for stand firm in the faith. So I urge you today, Bayview, stand firm in the faith in 2024. May you only uh, 
grow stronger in faith. Now, wait. I've underlined the New Jerusalem coming down from my God out of heaven because in the Greek, which was shown me by the commentator, it is in the present tense, not the future tense, not the New Jerusalem that is going to come one day. No, the New Jerusalem, which is in the process of coming down. And so this should lead us to ponder to what extent is God's kingdom in its fullness already coming to, here, coming to us here on earth? This should lead us to ponder to what extent God's kingdom in its fullness is already coming to us here on earth, into our brokenness and into a world that needs help. I still can't stop meditating on that. The new Jerusalem is coming in its fullness. Yet God is in the process of bringing that kingdom to us even here today. That new life, that joy, righteousness, peace, and joy. So, moving toward the conclusion, what mindset change or what role adjustment what new relationship, what modification to my lifestyle or change in location or job or school, what shift is God calling me to on the eve of 2024? I'll repeat that. What mindset change? What role adjustment? What new relationship? What modification to my lifestyle? What change in location or job or school? What shift is God calling me to? I'll help you out with a few applications to this. A few ways of applying thy kingdom come. Pray daily prayer. That answer will come as you wait on God, as you pray. Trust Him. His kingdom to come on earth. Pray daily for His kingdom to come on earth. To come to Morocco. To come to Guam. As it is in heaven. Heaven is normative. I may be so bold, I'm not completely sure I, I'm saying that correctly, so parentheses. <laughs> Heaven, I think Tim is saying, is normative. That's the way things should be. I think that's accurate. Earth, we're finding that things are not the way they should be. So pray daily for His kingdom to come. We know that's sure. Pray daily for fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do any of this in our own strength. We have to be dependent. The self-confidence needs to fade and the God-confidence needs to rise. Fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Pray for that fresh filling daily for the kinds of miracles that you want to see in your life, in your family's life, in your workplace, in your school. Pray daily for His help to abide in Christ. Jesus is... I talked about his, his most famous message, right? Sermon on the Mount. He has this final message, and it includes abide in me. Abide in Christ. You can do nothing apart from me. I am the true vine. You are the branches. My Father is the gracious vine dresser. He will take care to make sure that He's pruning you in a way that befits what you need. So His help to abide, which is another way of saying 
Fill me afresh with the Holy Spirit. So pray daily for those. And then more, a little bit more specific uh, to what we do. Ask God what new thing He has for you in 2024. What's the new thing He has for you? And then watch for opportunities. Stay nimble, right? Stay nimble. Pastor said so. Watch for opportunities to join God in His kingdom-expanding work. Right here on Guam, maybe. Maybe another island in the Marianas. Maybe elsewhere in Micronesia. Maybe Indonesia, which today is the most populous Muslim country in the world, with uh, quite a few unreached people groups, numbering in the tens of thousands, where there currently are no laborers who need the gospel in their language, need messengers of the gospel. And on that note, number four, hey, take the inexpressibly good news of the gospel to the places and peoples where it's not represented or preached. Think about that with your life. Uh, it was something that spoke to me. Maybe it'll speak to you as well. Maybe you're still young enough and you can shape your life around that holy ambition. I think that's it. Thank you for your attention. I'm going to go ahead and pray now. Father, it's a miracle that we're here today. It's a miracle that we, for those of us who have put our faith in you, that we've done that. So thank you for that step toward us. Thank you for that initiative toward us. And now we say, Lord, we, we want to do your will which I think, Lord, you're saying is pray. Pray for my kingdom to come. Thy kingdom come, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. Not my will. Jesus, you taught those listening disciples in the garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, but God's will be done here. Take this cup away from me, Father, but not my will, not my will. Your kingdom come in your way through me, through my church, through my home. So, Father, shape us, mold us, make us according to the, the image, the, the plan, the master plan, the master blueprint that you have from before time was. The good works that you prepared in advance for us to walk in, make them clear to us going into 2024. Give us a fresh filling, everyone here today, of the Holy Spirit. Help us to abide in Christ as He abides in us. Help us to abide in His love, you would add in verse 9 of chapter 15. Abide in my love. Receive your love today. Help us to daily receive that love, abiding. May God keep us in the love of God. You've got to do that keeping work. So come Holy Spirit. Come change us, awaken us, help us to be nimble, help us to yearn for, long for, pray for, act for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.